Um, but so obviously, you know, everything that's happened in Las Vegas is topic in number A. It's in front of the entire world. Every news organization, uh, whether local, national, or whatever, is is really running a lot of stuff on that, and rightfully so. Um, it's, you know, the biggest mass shooting in the history of the country, and all of those people that died have a story. Their lives all mattered. That was something that, you know, was tragically ripped away from them, but I can't watch it and i keep trying to and i keep thinking to myself like dude you know you're a news person like i do enjoy watching the news i like staying up on things i like being informed but as soon as something comes on about that i'm automatically turning it i can't like i can't watch it and i don't know if that's because i feel sad about it i don't know if that's because i feel uncomfortable about it like it puts me in a weird position it's weird because it's the most violent gun crime we've had in a while or in the in the history of the country, but we've covered stories that I think are probably on some, other than the fact that could be sadder on some level. Like this was definitely more destructive. But like we've handled stuff with kids, which I think right. is like right. you know what I mean. Like with, with like families like molesting multiple children, which to me I think is. I don't know. I don't want to call something. People are gonna be like, "You son, that was like, you know what I mean." But it's definitely sad. I, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't mean to make it like a contest of misery or a contest of sadness or or, or pain or anything like that because I, I don't know if if if, it, if it's even the right thing to do. It just feels like to me. I don't want to say I feel like kind of dirty watching stuff like that. I just feel like I, those, get it. I feel like those people's lives are somewhat being exploited, even though their lives have been taken oh, away. Oh, they them. totally are. Dude, the news is the worst. It's like, that's what they do. Like, as a matter of fact, we were in the studio the next day and we're not, I won't tell you which one, but we were sitting here betting which local news station is going to link this to Ohio first. Oh, and they've already done it. And they already, and sure enough, we looked and sure enough, it's like that. And it's a very loose link here, a loose link here. And it's like, that's what they do. I mean, it's not going to be hard to figure out which one, but I saw a local media outlet, not this one, um, asking, uh, you know, for if you know anybody in Stark County that was in Las Vegas at the time. And it's just like, I don't know. It just feels very like it's news. It has to be covered. I understand that. And, and journalists have a responsibility, but it just feels like they're exploiting this. Yeah, they. I, I think so. I, I This is going to sound crass, but I tell people all the time, I'm actually woke. I'm not this 2017 version of like awareness woke. I'm actually woke. Do news directors do get off on this stuff? Like, news directors do. They're sitting there going, oh, my God, our ratings are going to go through the roof. Now, are they sitting there, fingers crossed, hoping stuff like this happens? No. But people that do that job for a living become hardened to things. Yeah, because you have of, to. Because of how much they see it. And so there's a little bit of opportunistic that comes up when you see something like this. It's like, oh, my God, ratings are going to go through the roof. That does happen. E- even yesterday, there was a lot of more coming out about the shooter, not just necessarily the the victims, but the shooter. And I don't care about that either. There's just a point where it's like, I don't care. How much do I need to know? I don't care who he voted for. I don't care who who he was affiliated with. I don't care what his motivation was. And I know those stories are all going to come out. And it's going to be a part of the conversation. And we're going to end up talking about it. I know that. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't need to know this. I don't need to know. I don't think we do. What was his criminal record before? What was his, how much money did he have? How much, you know, what was his girlfriend? What was blah, 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 blah. How much money did he give her? And I just don't care. I saw a guy tweet yesterday. Man, how come Trump didn't call him a son of a bitch? Because that's what he called the NFL players. And I said, well, he could go back and, and call this guy sick and demented. Or he can go back and call NFL players sick and demented the way he called Paddock. You want him to do that? Like, dude, quit trying to make everything about everything. 
Quit trying to make one thing mean like, well, look that over here. I'm totally with you on that. I am with. I'm kind of like, oh, I am kind of over the Vegas coverage. I am. As a guy who has family there, my mom did. She called me yesterday. She's like, I just wanted to be on the phone with you. I just wanted to tell you that I love you. You know, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm fine. You, I don't even live yeah. there. You live there. I, I'm going to be fine. And so I get it. But I, I'm totally with you on that. I am kind of over the Vegas coverage. I'm, I'm also over this. Like, let's get this straight. The gun was illegal. How much more illegal do you want it to be? Is it? It was it modified? Gun control now. It's a dude that that is a that what he had is illegal. That's why, dude. The Dems got to be careful here because what you're going to do is you're going to expose the fact that what you want does not actually work. What I saw was that it was illegal. They were legal guns, and they were modified legally with these. I can't. I can't remember what the term for it is. But as uh, I that's not what I heard yesterday. I I was like I heard a legal gun, and dude, from what I understand, you were not to possess a fully automatic weapon. But you can modify semi-automatic weapons legally into automatic weapons. I think it's called like a, I can't. I wish I could. Yeah, what the they're. Term I, I but I, like they got to be careful with this because, dude. Again, this was an. A, a, you're not supposed to have this stuff, and the guy did, and it's like every time this happens, that's what ends up happening, is that it, it ends up exposing the fact that, dude, laws, dude, heroin's illegal. <laughs> And we got mobile morgues downtown. In a small town like this, there's a mobile morgue. Like, dude, people will do what they're going to do. Now, does that mean you just lay down and do nothing? No. But we have gun laws. It's called a bump stock. And what it does is that essentially it allows you to turn a semi-automatic weapon into a fully automatic weapon there. Yeah. See, now, I would be. Now, if you tell me people shouldn't have that, I would be for that. I'm a reasonable person. I have a gun client on the air. I endorse a gun range. I am a home protection person. I'm even a concealed carry person. But there is a line somewhere. Yeah, it's an undisclosed amount of the guns had it. So I don't know if there's a if it was all of the guns. I don't know if it was. Well, that. now, dude, I'm hearing there was two shooters. There's all kind of stuff I'm oh, hearing and, via the internet. And, and that, too. I mean, it two wasn't shooters. the right floor and this and that. And it's like, well... You start throwing these conspiracy theories around when it comes to stuff like this. And I mean, it's just like what happened with Sandy Hook, where it's like, well, did that even happen? There's people who claim that that wasn't even, you know, a thing. So I know I've seen people who said, well, there's there was there was crisis actors in place in Las Vegas. I know there's people who say there was two shooters in place and there was explosions in place. And I I guess it's just like you're just using what is essentially one of the greatest tragedies that have ever hit our country. For your narrative. Right. For to reinforce what you believe. Which makes you effing gross. It makes you gross. Like, yes, are there conversations that are going to end up coming out? Of course there are. But you can't wait 48 hours. It's got to be the first thing you tweet. Gun control now. And let's get the biggest sissy in the world, Jimmy Kimmel, up on TV crying for the second time in a month. Which Fantone said this to me yesterday, and he's absolutely right. Why did this guy become the guy who's who's like the vocal box for all this stuff now? Like, when did he become, dude, when did that transformation happen? Now, what I'll say is I saw people yesterday saying this about Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, just shut up. Stick to comedy. First of all, nobody sticks to anything anymore. So if that's what you want, stop. And I'll say this about Jimmy Kimmel. If his job came open today, you would not be considered for it. So who should speak then? The guy who has a nighttime, like like a late night show? Or you to your 313 Twitter followers? Who then does get to speak? You would never be considered for Jimmy Kimmel's job, and Jimmy Kimmel has it. So maybe that means he should speak on things. 
And I normally lean more towards that way. I'm just not sure the girl on trampolines guy is the is the guy I'm going to for all this. And I know he had a personal connection to the healthcare thing, and that's what did this. But if you don't think what Jimmy Kimmel was doing was playing on your emotions to win over ratings, and because he's seeing what happens with Colbert, you're out of your mind. That is Jimmy Kimmel playing you. That's what that is. That's exactly what that is for the ratings win. And I think that's why a lot of you who like this show like it. Because I'll tell you stuff like that. And I don't do stuff like that. And I'll tell you what's really happening. I think that's why a lot of you like it. It's because I won't, I'm not that guy. I'm not going to tap dance like that. I'm not going to do that. But that's what Jimmy Kimmel was doing. But you can't tell him to stick to stuff because he has a national late night show. And if it was open today, none of us would be considered for it. Jimmy Kimmel definitely has the right to pass out his opinion in any which way he sees fit. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang out. Like, they look after one another in a way that Americans do not. Americans are more violent than the rest of the world. I believe that. And I'll say it until I and, and, until you put me in the ground. Heroin is wildly illegal. And we're stacking bodies on top of one another in trailers. Because people won't stay away from it. I believe laws, a lot of times, make you feel like you have more safety, but also, but then offer you no more safety. And I worry about that. I worry about government overreach for the sake of making me feel as if I have this safety that I will not have. I worry about that. I like less government and inflicting with what I do in my daily life unless it's absolutely needed. I don't believe there is a government solution to every human problem. I don't believe that. Now, maybe I'm wrong. And that's why I'm not the guy that sets this. That's why I'm not the guy that decides this. It's just my opinion. But you're being told my opinion on what is called my radio show. So that's why you're going to get my opinion. But I may be wrong. But I, I am very worrisome always of government overreach telling me that they're going to take care of me. The government also told me they were going to fix education 55 years ago, whatever it was ago. It's gotten dramatically worse. The government cannot, dude, the government can barely get your mail there on time. That's why FedEx and UPS and everybody else exists. The government is mostly a joke. Collect money, disperse it back out, and help people where we can. That's about what they can do. Outside of that, they're moronic at best. That's just what I believe. I don't believe any I don't believe more laws make you any more safer. It's illegal to go over the speed limit. You all did it. You all are doing it while listening right now. Right? There's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of that. I believe Americans are more violent than the rest of the world. Why does football take off here, not other places? The violence. Right? Now you're now the counter argument's gonna be UFC. Because UFC guys come from all over the world, men and women who fight in the UFC. They come from all over the world, and you're right about that. You're right. There's a counter-argument to every single argument there is. Even the one you think you have in your head right now, there's a counter to that one, too. So the Yankees beat up on the Twins last night. Looks like we get them starting tomorrow night. And um, it's like I asked people before the game yesterday, and it seemed like they wanted the Yanks over the Twins. People seem to think that we struggle with the Twins more. I don't know. I hadn't been watching a, a lot of regular season baseball. I am one of these guys that will jump on late. I love October baseball. Playoff anything is awesome. I said this about hockey. I love playoff hockey. All season, like, eh, maybe a game here or there. 
But the game started out three nothing Twins. Looked like you know the Yankees were going to get shelled, and sure enough, I wake up. It's eight four. <laughs> it's eight four Yanks. I think uh, I think people have the mindset of the Indians are just such a tank right now. They're rolling through everything. The concept of beating the Yankees, I think, feels good. You don't get me wrong. Oh, again, yeah, it's like beating the Steelers. Moving forward in the um, uh, moving forward in, in the playoffs is always going to be good, whether it's the Twins or the Yankees. But I think there's that, and that's why people want it. Is they feel like no matter what happened in that game last night, there was. No no true threat to the Indians, you know, postseason run here. Um, so I, I, I mean, yeah, there was, you know, people pointed out yesterday that the Indians had problems with the Twins throughout the season. Um, but still, the Yankees are a traditional powerhouse, and I know people are going to be like, well, they're not that good this year. Um, I don't know. I just always feel like ah, I'd rather take on the lesser of the two teams, and I feel like the Twins is that way. But I don't necessarily think it matters. I think the Indians beat the, beat this beat, beat the Yankees three games. You know what I'm saying? You only got to win three. It's a five-game series, so I think it's pretty uh, feasible that they go out there and win three in a row. There's something about the Indians right now where I just feel so cocky about them. I don't care who you put out there. I feel like we win. Well, and that's the thing, dude. But I felt that way last year about them, too. False sense of security is not a, uh, you know, not a real thing there. So I, I think I'm sure the Indians have a different mindset than the Indians fan base do. I'm sure they're taking this very seriously. Playoff baseball is awesome. There's something about being in the stadium when it's a little cold, not freezing, but a little cold. It, um, I like it. Last night, you know, this one game playoff, this wild card, it, um, don't get me wrong, I think it's cool because I think it gives teams an opportunity. Teams that are kind of not necessarily up over the hump gives them an opportunity to play in. But if you're a fan of the Twins, like your season had to feel so hollow. Like it just had to feel like, God, dude, we didn't even, we made it to the playoffs, but we didn't even really make yeah, it to the playoffs. That's a like, weird, that's a weird, yeah. that's a weird thing they do there. I will say this that I was, I was at a birthday party last night while this game started. So I was like scrolling through my phone trying to make sure I was like, all right, well, let's, look at see what I want to talk about tomorrow while I'm doing this kind of doing like two things at once there and so I was scrolling through social media you know what everybody said what was that at the start of that game see this is why I like baseball look at them they're all just standing there appreciating the flag while the while the national anthem's being sung beautiful and dude next thing you know it was just NFL scumbags NFL pigs I mean dude everybody and I'm not saying who's right and who's wrong I am saying it's about time for me to say I was wrong. Like, I didn't think this stuff was going to affect NFL ratings. And when I read the timeline last night, I mean, it was everybody across both aisles were just like, you know what? That's the way America's supposed to look right there. Pride in our country. And I was just like, man, dude, the NFL might have more of a problem than I was willing to admit. They might. Actually, we're going to look into the NFL ratings coming up at 7 o'clock. Because I think it's starting to look like this might be, this might be too far, and they might be losing a lot of viewership. I would have been way, I was way wrong on that. I thought for sure, ah, dude, Americans will give up on it once they get to the second quarter. You want to see hits, you want to see interceptions, you want to see this stuff. You'll start watching, and it might not be true. It seemed like everyone last night. Really liked the fact that the national anthem was highlighted in that game. Again, it was a national game. And that players were standing on the sideline showing appreciation for the country and the flag, even though a lot of them aren't citizens. <laughs> I, I don't know that to be true about those two teams last night. I know that is true in baseball. But I I just I can tell you the sentiment last night on social media was that you loved it and that you don't like what's happening in football. 
and Roger Goodell and the rest of the National Football League might have a problem on their hands. We'll look into that at 7 o'clock or Sansbury Show right around the corner. The Stansbury Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 1069. 1069. Hey, welcome back to the Stansbury Show with Rock 1069. We have a pair of tickets for the Haunted Laboratory. We'll be passing those out in here in a few minutes. 1 800 243 7625. The number you need on those. I'm hearing that Wynn Las Vegas and Encore both out there. Owned by Steve Wynn have begun checking bags with handheld metal detectors as casinos are now in Vegas are going to try to figure out how do we check stuff before people walk in. And on Tuesday, they put two workers in blue jackets and black pants and put a table out there and they had metal detectors in their hands outside the wind Las Vegas. Now, I thought to myself, I'm like, Jesus, do you have any idea how long that's going to take to check, you know, everybody? I mean, there's like 17, 20 doors in the front of a casino that you can walk in and there's multiple entrances. Like, this is... But it turns out it was a 10-minute long line, um, which it, is long. I mean, that's a long wait, but thank God you have Facebook to, like, get you through it. Right, right, right. Um, it, it's it's obviously the businesses for, you know, they can have a metal detector at the front door if they choose to. Sure. I just don't think that's going to be the long-term solution no. for it. I mean... No, they've already reduced the intensity of the checks by the end of the day. They say that... That could possibly be to them testing out a new strategy and not using that one. Well, and what are they going to do? Are they going to do that in every single hotel across the strip? Are they going to do that in every single hotel across America? Are they going to do that in every single like casino? You know what I'm saying? Like right. it's, it's not practical. There's, there's a li- there's a line there, and it's not practical. I mean, it, this you know this was an example of this could happen anywhere at any situation, whether you get, you got your bag checked or not. You know, you, the guy wasn't even at the concert and was shooting people. So I, I mean. Like I said, they can do it if they want to. I just don't know if that's going to fix anything. A Wynn employee had told the news that guests that step outside Monday to smoke a cigarette or for a breath of fresh air had to stand in line again to re-enter. Yeah, that see things like that. Like you, you walk out to go grab something out of your car and you can't come back in. Yeah, that's that. that, that I'm not sure that's going to be the fix. And I mean, how many people bring something into a hotel that's metal already? You know what I'm saying? And 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 you've got. I know people are like, well, he brought ten ten suitcases in. How? Uh, you, that's not normal. And it's like, no, it's not normal unless you're a millionaire and you want to bring ten suitcases with yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, people got to remember it's Vegas. Right. Like like the traveling that happens there. The like you you mean to tell me that when Brad Pitt shows up to to Vegas, like he doesn't have ten suitcases? Right. You don't know who people are in Vegas. That's the the one thing. It's like it's people from all over the world. There's money. There's all kind of stuff. You're rolling with your family. Six kids, right? right. Whatever and, it is. And your wife's got four bags and you've Maybe got Maybe you're checking in right. before everyone else, but you have the luggage. Right. I mean, there's a million and one things that can happen there. There's, you know, these are all, in, in the moments after something like this, we're all going to look for an easy solution. Make me safe. Make right. me safe. Make I, me I just safe. don't know Absolutely. if we're going to find it that quickly. This is the same kind of thing when people, when we get attacked from another country, people are like, shut the border down. This is exactly, make me safe. Make me safe. It's the same kind of knee-jerk reaction. Absolutely. And I've been in support of that temporarily. You know what I mean? I've been so I understand Steve Wynn saying, you know what? (laughs) This is going on. We don't know if there's another one of these set to go. We don't know if maybe he's in cahoots with somebody else who's now going to do this now four, five, six days later. So let's get out of here. Let's let's get out ahead of this and look into it. 
I think it's responsible out of Steve Wynn. I'm not sure that metal detectors and like 10 minute long lines is the going to be the fix Vegas is going to stick with. Um, and I know that, you know, Jason- you'll put gaming tables out there. You'll be able to right, place right, bets. Right, 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 right. Can I bet on how long it's going to take me to get in here? And that's the thing is that, you know, business is going to have to go back to normal at some point. And at what point are you sacrificing business as normal for safety? Vegas ain't sacrificing right. money, bro. Like, I'm just telling you that right now. Not long term. Not, not long term. They're not going to do that. That's uh, it, but it it is going to be an interesting thing to see how they uh, how they handle that. I want to congratulate Matt Meyer yeah. from the Maslin Tigers, buddy, high school okay. kid. He advances to the uh, to the individual sectionals next week for uh, for boys golf. He's doing pretty well there. Matt Meyer is there. You go, dude. Why Tiger Town wanna... action there. I would say, why don't you go out there and get some pointers from him? But the kid's probably underage. Stansberry hitting up a fifteen year old, like, yo, dude, show me, show, show me how you're holding. Let's hang out, kid. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily going to be appropriate, but congratulations to him for sure. The sectional golf tournament yesterday at Tannenhof uh, in Alliance, it, it, it was pretty difficult. They say here, but he played Matt. Uh, Matt Meyer played well enough. He will play next Wednesday at Pine Hills Golf Club in the district tournament. And so Matt, there, uh, very, uh, very happy to have that. And uh, dude, I played yesterday. Yeah. And I did not play good. No, no. I'm sorry. I did not play well. No. no, no. <laughs> what, uh, what's going on? No, I hit the driver great. Yeah. I hit the wedges all right. I putted all right. But I my mid range iron game from like my six iron to like my nine iron, which are normally my best clubs in my bag, are now like gone. Just like, couldn't get it going. I don't know where the, I don't know where it is. It's something in the setup, and I always equate it to this. It's like losing the password to your computer. You know it. Right. Everything you're typing in should work, doesn't work, and you're freaking out. Like it was one of those days where had I been able to hit a seven iron well yesterday, I would have scored really. I mean, man, I was. On average, I was driving the ball like 245, 250, 260, somewhere in there. I mean, I was hitting the hell out of it, straight, right down the line. Then I'd pull up, you'd be 140 out, take the 9-iron out, hit it 10 yards off to the right. I mean, I was so frustrated. The struggle's real out there on the course. Where'd was, you play? Well, uh, we played Big Met in Cleveland, okay, actually, because okay. it was my buddy's birthday yesterday. But actually, the, the lousy son of a bitch that dragged me back <laughs> into this game like three, four years ago. And uh, it was his birthday yesterday. So he that's where he wanted to play. I met him up there. And we bet we gambled a little bit, but I ended up getting my money back on the on the last hole. We played double or nothing, 50 bucks on the last hole. Dude, your boy won. Call to wash, buddy. Work on that mid-range game. You'll have it back in no time. I'm hoping so. We have a pair of tickets for the Haunted Laboratory. Let's take caller 15 right now at one 800 243 7625 on those, and we'll take an in depth look at the NFL ratings. That's next on Rock 1069. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 1069. Rock 1069. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 1069. We have not one, but two four packs of tickets for the WWE. That's this Saturday. Oh, yeah, it is. And I hate to say this. Because he's going to be wildly annoying during it. Here it comes. But we have a major WWE story coming up at 930. Yes. A major one. Nice. Like, honestly, I think even people who don't really like the WWE, like me, are going to be interested in this story. Like, I was interested when I saw the headline. Okay. I like it. So I'm all in. 930, we'll give you that story. And we will also then pass out one of the four packs of tickets then. All right. The NFL may have a problem on its hands, dude. And I was like one of these guys, all loud mouth, running my mouth, talking about how, I'm, trust me, I'm the one that's right. Now, nah, NFL ratings are going to be fine. America doesn't have the wherewithal, the resolve to stick through this stuff. Boycott, liars. Well, it turns out you might be. The Nielsen Company said Tuesday that the weekend's nationally televised games averaged 13.8 million viewers. That's down a million viewers from the week before. 
a million viewers. That's a lot. That sounds like a lot. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. But wasn't not this this past Sunday, but the Sunday before? Isn't that when things were really at their peak? Right. They had kind of gone up right once they added Monday night in, didn't we? Right. I remember saying that. Like once they add, and that's what a lot of times happened. You'll hear these ratings reports on Monday, and then they don't factor the Monday night game in. And 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 and, and if I would think that if it was one hundred percent based on political issues, that's why people are running away from the NFL. Oh, I'm not sure that's the only thing. But I think that would have. I think you would have seen more of it last week as a pros as opposed. Well, to this the was the week week. though where everybody. Okay, this was the week. This right, was I'm the sorry. week where okay. like the conservatives came out and said, "Look, we're not watching this week." Remember, I said the problem with this is now for the NFL. If you're the NFL, is you got two different groups of people saying we're not going to watch these games for different reasons. You have the group of people that's not watching it because players are protesting, and you have other people not watching it because Colin Kaepernick can't get a gig. Which, by the way, as a guy who's been honestly very critical on Colin Kaepernick, like I believe the Tennessee Titans are going to throw Brandon Whedon out there because Marcus Mariota got hurt. He's out like four to six weeks. Like We know Brandon Whedon, mm-hmm. right? And I don't think Colin Kaepernick is a great quarterback. But I think he might give you a better chance to win a game than Brandon Whedon. I mean, what is Brandon Whedon like? I mean, he's got to be like 43 years old at this point. I mean, dude. no, seriously. Wasn't he like, Jeez. I mean, he was 29 when he got drafted, right? Jeez. 28, 29 when he got drafted? Getting, getting up there. Get that AARP card out. Fox News uh, personality Sean Hannity was one, uh, you know, one of the many people who said they would not be watching NFL games. Um... They say it's impossible to tell what kind of impact it really had considering the trend that preceded it. The only primetime entertainment shows to rank higher last week were CBS's The Big Bang Theory and its spinoff, The Young Sheldon. Yeah, I tried I tried The Young Sheldon like first episode and it's not like it's like a heartwarming like family like dramedy. Okay. It's not good. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't assume it would be, but I think the Big Bang Theory is awful too. So I'm I'm a little biased there. Brent Bozell, head of the Conservative Media R- R- Research Center, says it definitely had an impact, at least with this one person being me. Beyond that, I don't really know. An NFL spokesman, Brian McCarthy, said there was no indication that the boycott had any impact both on television and in the stands. He noted how viewership in general is down for television, although the NFL was. They were Teflon against that last year, and they're not this year. So I don't know if that's true. He says, and there's been great competition with a busy news period. NFL games continue to be the most valuable programming for networks and remain incredibly strong. Now, I would agree that it's probably still the strongest brand you have on your air right now. It's undeniable. Yeah. I mean, when you're pulling in that many viewers over the course of I mean, you're down and you get 13.8 million people. I mean, you're down. Down enough to where it's a story and you still have 13.8 million viewers. Which is, I mean, just I think based on that alone, based on the, the cume of their audience alone, um, yes, it's a tough time for the NFL, and things are down, and I would assume that that'll probably continue for a while, but when you have 13 million-plus people tuning in every week, you're going to be able to bounce back. I mean, Pepsi sales go down, but it's like, dude, we're, we're Pepsi. We're going to be okay. We're going to get this back. Yeah, that's just it. Once you're big like that, all you do is try to maintain. I don't want to say too big to fail, but like a little bit of that is you're kind of too big to fail at that point. A little. A little. But... I- like I said last night when I when that baseball game was on and the national anthem was on, like I was reading like my social network and the amount of people and Fantone, it was people I wouldn't think would care. You know what I mean? Because you gotta pay attention to who's on your friends list and the kind sure. of stuff that they post here and there and whatever. Yeah. It's how I decide who I unfollow, which has been a lot of people lately. 
But like people that I didn't think cared about this or I would not have thought would care about this were like, yeah, this is what I want. I mean, ideally, that's what like I, I, that's what I want too. I mean, I support the concept of if you want to protest, go ahead. Ideally, do I want everyone standing for the national anthem? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's going to be enough though for me to be like, you know what, baseball is the sport for me. Though. No, not no, 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 no. That there's another reason why I brought that up is that now I either like to watch something or I don't. Like it's not necessarily going to pull me over that way. I'm being asked. Do I think that there's maybe a possibility that something else is going on behind the scenes with Kaepernick that maybe the media or that we do not know? I don't know. I mean, all the investigative journalism that's out there, I would think somebody would be on it. Implying that he's incapable of playing or implying that... I don't know what the implication is. He just says there has to be something behind the scenes about Cap that we don't know. Of why he's not getting this call. Um, yeah, I mean, at this point, you really would think you look at the at the, at the piss poor NFL quarterbacks that are out there right now, and you're right. You bring Brandon Whedon in. I mean, Brandon Whedon. Yeah, as a guy who doesn't think Cap is great, I think he's probably better than that. I think he's better than that. Well, now with that though, does come like, all right, so you're a better player. But you're less of a headache. You're less of a a problem. You're less of an issue because, fair or not, he is the lightning rod of this movement. You know, right? It, no, it, he started the whole thing. Whether 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 that's you know appropriate or not, because I think that you can start something and it can kind of grow out of your control. Now, do you think maybe that's what the NFL is doing? Saying, well, you know what? Now we definitely can't go get him. We got three hundred guys a week kneeling. If we give him now, then the people who are saying they aren't going to watch us are never coming back. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's at least a part of that, and that's why they had that. You have to be part. It, That's right? why they had that NFL player owner commissioner meeting. I think it was a week ago, and it, we'll do whatever you want, but we can't bring Cap back because if we do, we look weak. You got to you got to come to this. Maybe. you got to come to this middle ground where it's like like they as and because let's be real, right now immediately does this impact the players? No, because they have guaranteed contracts that they're going to get paid X amount of dollars this year. But if the NFL starts to genuinely lose like clout in America, if they genuinely start to lose footing, been saying it scab that, season. That, well, that money's going to go. Away. You know what I mean? That money's going to go away. Those advertising dollars are going to go away. That television revenue is going to go away. So it might not be a problem for you as you're in the NFL, but 10 years from now, 15 years from now, it's like, dude, if you want to protect the thing that made you a millionaire, if you want to protect the thing that afforded you all these opportunities in your life and this incredible lifestyle that you live, I think you have some responsibility to guys in the future to allow them to have that. I know a lot of people were pissed Monday night when the NFL players kneeled during the Monday night game because they were like, dude, this is a day after Vegas, a day after law enforcement had to go in there and do this, and this is what you're going to do. People were mad about that. But did they, was this kneel during the during the anthem or was this I, You know, I didn't watch the Monday night game, so, I just, so that I don't know. Because that's one of the things that have really kind of like, well... You, if you're pissed that they kneeled before the anthem and stood up for it, it's like, what are you pissed about? Yeah, that is weird. I like. I, I remember saying like, with, like the first time that happened, where it's just like, well, then what are you really mad at? People that are going after LeBron, where it's like, dude, he's he agrees with the issues, but doesn't agree with the method. Isn't that exactly what you're shooting for? Isn't that exactly? I mean, well, their issue there is, and again, I, you, people got to get over it. LeBron called the president a bum, but dude, I'm gonna call the president a bum or a loser or whatever, more more on whatever I want. I didn't love the, I'll be honest with you, I didn't love the tweet. And then I thought to myself, well, you're going to do it. 
right. And so LeBron's definitely earned more of a right to, to, to do stuff than I have, for Americans sure. Americans deserve that right. You should be able to say, you should be able to criticize your government and not have to be like, oh, well, dude, well, what's going to happen? Right, right. That's the beauty of America. And like, okay, so, so now it's turned into a completely different dynamic of like what you're angry about and... I, I don't know. I just feel like there's just so much foam coming out of people's mouths. The original at this point. NFL protesters should be pissed because now they're now it's unity and we're coming together. And no, it's not. What they're trying to do is placate the NFL audience so they'll continue to watch the games. That's all they're trying to do is to try to find the middle ground where Americans go. Yeah, you know what? I can live with that. I can live with it. Flip the coin. Let's play. That's all they're trying to do. If I was one of these people who was looking to protest the NFL, like the cap issue and that whole thing early on, I'd be furious about what's happening with the NFL teams right now. Do you think, and I know we're kind of up against it, but do you think, is there anything in your mind that will bring an end to all this? Is there anything that, that, that I keep asking? Sides? I keep asking what's the thing that has to happen before we can go back to standing up and being proud of our country, and nobody can give me the answer, so no. Does the NFL do a community relations month or something like that where it's like hey we teach you know people yeah. rights what the rights are we also support law enforcement we they're do- not going to give you a month to tell the country that law enforcement sucks like right. they're not no, going to no, no, no. they're, they're not going to give you that like so asking for that was kind of crazy could i see a community building month in the nfl yeah cuz what's to lose right. everybody wants a better community that's a message you can get white America behind. You know what I mean? Like, And that's what they're trying to find. Make no mistake, that's what the NFL is trying to do right now. Is how do we get white America in the middle of the country to be like, yeah, I can live with that. That's what they're. That's the answer they're trying to find right now. And then during you know the second timeout, they show you know it'll be a ribbon, right? They'll show you know I mean? they'll show Danny Shelton and a, and a Cleveland police officer going Holding through the hands. neighborhood, you know, handing out handing out candy to kids or whatever, trick or treating, and all or of whatever. A sudden it's gonna be like, all right, we can do this. Absolutely, I want to. Uh, I do need to give a shout out to Ali St. Clair, okay, from Northwestern, who is also going to states for in, in girls golf. Ali St. Clair, her I believe it's her boyfriend tweeted him. It's like, yo, dude, mention my girlfriend. Oh. Oh, yeah, for sure. Congratulations, Al. So, Allie, nice job. Nice play in there. And, uh, Fanto, we're going to pass out these WWE tickets, 8.30 and 9.30. Also, huge, huge, huge and uh, WWE story coming up at 9.30. But next, a local child lost his life. And we're going to tell you how that happened next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here for Wakem Subaru. October is Subaru Loves Pets Month. To celebrate, Wakem Subaru is making a commitment to pets and animal rescues, and they're asking for you to help out too. Visit Wakem Subaru all month long for a donation drive with the Second Chance for Animals, a local pet rescue. Wakem Subaru will be collecting much-needed items for Second Chance, including dog food, cat food, cat litter, blankets, collars, leashes, cleaning supplies, and gift cards to local pet stores. Drop off your supplies at Wakem Subaru now through October 31st. All donations go directly to Second Chance for Animals. Also, if you're looking for a new cat or dog, make sure you visit the pet adoption event at Wakem Subaru. It takes place on October the 21st. Second Chance for Animals will have dogs and cats available for on-site adoptions that day. Plus, if you buy a new Subaru this month from Wakem, a portion of the sale will be donated directly to Second Chance for Animals. That includes the Forester, Outback, Legacy, Impreza, Crosstrek, and WRX. All available this month at Wakeham with zero money down and all come with all-wheel drive. That'll be important here as winter starts to approach. In the last 10 years, Subaru has donated nearly 14... 14- 1069. 
And welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. I just read the, uh, I, I don't know, with algorithms and social networking site, I don't know when stuff comes out and when it doesn't anymore, but I just read that uh, Stephen Paddock had rented a room overlooking the uh, another music festival in Vegas the week before. So probably doing a little, I don't want to say dry run, but looking at it and trying to figure out angles and maybe things like that. But like the, the Life is Beautiful Festival, I believe. This was very well researched. I read something where he had cameras set up in the hallway and outside of his door so that he would know when police were running down the, 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 the hallway trying to get into his room. Oh, so he thought, yes, he, he thought about no it. Yeah, There's okay. no doubt. There's no doubt, you know. And I more, hadn't heard that. More and more is going to come out. Um, I said it this morning. I just, I don't want to say I don't care about the motivation because let's be real. Number one, people are saying, well, it's terrorism. Well, it's a hate crime. Well, it's random acts of violence. Well, those are three different things and you do need to know what that is, but I don't need to be obsessed with it. I don't need to be hung up on it, man. There's some people who's just like like sucking on it like yeah dude give me more information if you're focusing and- on what we're calling it or what we're calling the person that did it today you're fo- you're focusing on the wrong thing right i think fantone will be at the tds tailgate oh. grill their lake cable jackson location that will be this sunday when the browns will beat well, well, will we'll, okay will beat the new york jets 0 and 4 the browns are but the food is awesome at TDs, plus they have NFL Sunday tickets, so no matter what team you're into, you'll be able to see it at TDs. Yeah, it really is awesome in the sense of they'll move stuff around for you if you're they like... for me every week. Yeah. If you're like, yo, I really want to watch the Steelers game, they're going to have that up there for you. I go um, to Tusk. Well, I mean, there's 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 <laughs> options there at the, at the one at Lake Cable. And, uh, dude, shout out to everybody who came last week. There was a ton of people there. That's good. Yeah, so uh, thank you guys for coming, and I will see you on Sunday. Matt Fanton will be there Sunday, 1230 to 2.30, and I believe I have a couple of Stansbury Show pint glasses left for that. Oh, nice. Just a few. Just a couple. I have unearthed some of those in my apartment. I was going to say, are you taking them out of the personal connect collection here? So, <laughs> I mean, I drank some stuff out of them already. You know what I mean? A little nighttime warm milk I already had. But you can get what you can get uh-huh. a used Stansbury uh-huh. Show pint glass <laughs> Sunday. TD's Tailgate Grill, their Lake Cable Jackson location from twelve thirty to two thirty. Join Fantone out for that. Um, I, uh, I did take this on the NFL. It says I hate politics. This is from Zach, but I'm sure you guys realize Colin Kaepernick opted out of a sixteen million dollar contract. That's like me quitting my job and then assuming I'll get one as good in the same field. Now, Zach, I'm pulling from memory here. But if I remember correctly, he opted out of that contract so they would put him back on the field because there were what there were um, injury things that they were going to like the team would be held to pay him if he got hurt on the field, and so they wanted him to restructure his deal, and then he did. And I, I think it's also, I, I believe I'm right on that. It's also worth noting, Zach. I have no idea who you are, or what you do, but I'm going to make the assumption that you have a job that pretty much anybody could come in and do. I'm not trying to insult you, bro. I'm just saying most. But people, we, I mean, dude, there's a million people in the area who are out of work in radio who would take this job right now. Right, and it's like we have one of those jobs too. Right. So if you if you quit your job, yeah, I mean, there's no no guarantee. But Colin Kaepernick is capable of. There's 32 the, jobs. Right, and he's capable right. of having one of those jobs. He is. Once upon a time he was. I don't know that now, but but once upon a time he was. Now I don't think he was great. I don't think he, I I wouldn't put my franchise and be like, yeah, this is my ten year guy. But if I was staring down the barrel at Brandon Whedon or right. Colin Kaepernick, right. I'm taking Colin Kaepernick. 
as a guy who was critical on him, who said, believe me, I've said it many times, I saw him play at Nevada, didn't think he could play. Now, you're looking at that from the perspective of you are picking Colin Kaepernick over Brandon Whedon because you are picking him based on the ability to win football games. I understand the fact that not every decision is made exclusively in the NFL. Well, will this help me win football games? There are owners out there, and probably I think it's fair to say most of them, that are going to weigh out, well, is it going to help me win football games, and is it going to create a, a, a media firestorm if I do this, which one's worth more? It's a balancing act there. So I think it's crazy to say that his politics, well, it's got nothing to do with it. It's all his playing ability. Of course it's not, but it's not exclusively the fact that his politics are a part of this. There's there's playing ability too. I can't be surprised that Nashville isn't the city that's looking to pick up Colin Kaepernick. Because that's where the Tennessee Titans play. It's Nashville. And so I, I right, I mean, I can kind of, uh, I'm not shocked that's the city that's saying no. But the problem is, is it's been multiple now. Yeah, yeah it's been. I mean, mul- I mean, it's been multiple now. Isn't isn't uh, um, what's his name from Oakland hurt right now? Derek Carr. Yeah, I mean, like, what are they going to do? Derek Carr's out two to four weeks. I right. think it is, maybe more. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, what are they going to do? Got Marshawn Lynch. He's already sitting. What's the big deal? That's Oakland. You're telling me Oakland won't get behind Colin Kaepernick? Come on, uh, dude. I dude, I lived in Modesto, not that far from Oakland. So. Believe me, Oakland would wrap their arms around Colin Kaepernick, buddy. Like I, that, I could believe. This story here, local and sad, as a 16-year-old in Canton lost his life in a skateboarding accident. Police say Dallas Swagger, I hope I have that right, was holding onto a car while on his skateboard, and he lost control and then ended up hitting his head on the pavement. He later passed away at Akron Children's Hospital. God, I feel terrible for his parents. Oh, it's just awful. That's I mean, it's awful. The accident happened around 2.30 in the afternoon on 12th Street near Cato Court. According to Sergeant Swank with Canton Police, Swagger was not wearing a helmet when he fell. Um, excuse me. There were three friends in the car that he was hanging on to. They were all juveniles. Okay, so they he did know the people in the car. And um, there is a video that was being taken. And uh, police have that video but are not releasing it at this time. They are in discussions with the Summit County Prosecutor's Office to see if there will be charges for other teens involved. Gonna have to be, right? I mean, if you're the one driving that car, you as a licensed driver know that you can't that's you can't do that. I, I, I'm not trying to come down on the kids because, dude, you're 16. You're an idiot. You're making terrible decisions. Yeah, they probably and will I charge did, them. And huh? I did the same thing, dude. I mean, I've done this. A right, million examples. Of when me I read this, I was like, life. "Oh my god, I've done this same exact thing. I've done this." It's called skitching. Is what it was back in the day. I don't know if the kids still call it that. A GoFundMe page has been set up for Swagger to raise money for his funeral expenses. The creator of that account posted, "Dallas enjoyed riding his bike." That he built himself, and he was so proud of his bike. He also loved his skateboard. Uh, he was a fun and outgoing young man. The site is looking to raise ten thousand dollars as of Tuesday morning. They have, uh, as of yesterday morning, it had about three hundred dollars uh, donated. I'm going to look into this GoFundMe. I'm very not that this is one, but I worry about GoFundMe's. I, I do because well, yeah, a lot of time people will create fake ones around you know instances like this. But I'll look into this. We'll make sure it's on the up and up, and if so, we'll pass it out via our social networking sites. Because I would like to see this family um, at least. I mean, not that this is a fix, but if, if no. we can help with the funeral expenses, I would like to be able to do that. It, you know, I I, I, I certainly you don't want to come down on kids for being kids because 
at 16, I was I was young and I thought I was invincible too. But this really should go to show if there's one teenager out here who's like, damn, dude, my decisions do affect my life. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, you've done this before, and hundred times, never once did you think, like, dude, I'm gonna die doing no, this. No, fall, maybe get hurt, break right, an arm, that, right. but never once did I was like, you know what, I won't go home tonight after this. They talked to Jennifer Walker. She's with University Hospitals Rainbow Injury Prevention Center. All right. And according to her, in 2016, this number blew me away, Phantom. In 2016, 84,414 children ages 19 and under had skateboard-related injuries. The most serious injuries are head injuries, including yeah. concussions and stuff. Now, look, it could be sprained ankles. It could be right, this and that. But right. 90,000 people hurt on skateboards in one year. That seems like a lot. I mean, skateboards are dangerous. You know what I mean? Like, really, yeah. when you get down to it and, like, they wear helmets for a reason. Like, it's your brain that you're trying to protect there. So, I, I mean, 90,000 does seem like a lot to me. But at the same time, think about how many kids are running around, you know, jumping on skateboards, trying to learn how to ollie, you know, this 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 week. And, yeah, they're going to end up in the hospital eventually. Were you a good skateboarder? You're no, pretty tall. Dude, like you're too- I didn't, I, especially when I was younger. You're center of balance. And when I was, like, growing as it, I mean, I tried to. I tried. I was like, dude, I'm going to learn how to do a kickflip. And hell no, I was a terrible skateboarder, bro. Awful at it. I remember my buddies built a ramp. Right. We had it on Pirate's Trail. Right. Right in the middle of the street. (laughs) And my buddies built a ramp. And they all went down it. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I hate to I hate to be joking about skateboarding. Obviously, I mean that's a sixteen year old kid. Terrible, yeah, lost his life. Like I said, I'm looking at this GoFundMe. Uh, GoFundMe. We'll make sure it's on the up and up. When we find that out to be true, we will be passing that out to you as well. We're going to teach you how to look better in those photos. Everybody wants to post on Instagram. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. And 830 is when you get your first four-pack of tickets for the WWE event. That's this Saturday at the Canton Civic Center. And 930, huge WWE announcement. Oh, yeah, dude, I'm excited. I don't even know what it is. Your boy's pumped. So I looked into this GoFundMe for Dallas Swagger, 16-year-old kid who lost his life while skateboarding. Actually, was holding onto the back of a car uh-huh. while on a skateboard, fell, hit his head on the pavement, has lost his life. I believe that this is on the up and up. I believe that this GoFundMe is legit. I know a lot of people will use situations like this to create fake accounts and this and that, but I've looked into this. I believe it's on the up and up, so much so that I've made a $50 donation. I've also posted the GoFundMe link at facebook.com slash Show, and I've also tweeted it out at Show is how you find me on Twitter. But I made a donation. Hope you can, too. They're looking for around $10,000. They're at about six hundred right now in about a day and a half. So, But I looked into that, and I feel like, you know what? I feel pretty confident in that one. I can only imagine. I mean, dude, I, having... I mean, my brother had to bury a child. It's... I mean, watching people do that. It's, no. actually, it's, it's honestly, it's why I do this. People ask me that all the time. Why do you do this? Or how'd you get into this? And that's how. My brother had a child that died, and it made me take stock of my life. And I realized that I had been wasting my life. And I felt guilty that very moment. When the ambulance took off from the driveway, I was like, I'm an idiot. And I've wasted my entire life. And I watched a four-month-old child fight for every breath she took. And I'm just loafing, wasting time. And it hit me. I got to fix my life. 
and I have to go do something. I was born for more. I should be more. And then I went and chased this. So still kind of half-assed it in the end there. A little bit there, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Trailed off at the end there. But, but that, but that's exactly why I did it. So you, that GoFundMe is up now. You, you can you can have all the empathy in the world, and you still can't put yourself in this family's shoes, no. and it's just a it's terrible awful. situation. So it's I'm awful. glad there's some way that we can help. Yeah, no, it's awful. I am uh, I, I'm very happy that we were able to pass out that information and try to get a resolution, uh, at least financially, for that those funeral costs. Which, by the way, on an offshoot. Dude, why does it cost so much money to be born and die in this country? I I wish I could give you an answer. Like the fact that you owe money the moment you step out of the vagina is ridiculous. Because there's money to be made. You know what I'm saying? There's there's never going to be a level of like, oh, hey, that's an absolutely tragic situation. Therefore, I'm going to waive my fees as the funeral home or director or whatever the case is there. I mean, there's money to be made and people are going to keep doing it. Yeah, it's not. It's. A little sleazy. I'm not. Dude, your boy doesn't love that. So everybody wants to know how to look better in photos. We were just talking about this the other day. Fantone and I both feel like we don't photograph well. And I would agree, buddy, that I don't think you do photograph all that I well. I don't, dude. I know I don't. You always have a weird... No, there's something... The camera does something weird to your face. I um, I think I'm an okay-looking person. I'm probably... I feel like probably even maybe better than average. But at the same time, you get me in a picture and I just look weird. I don't know if it's because I'm tall and I'm gangly or if it's because I just don't... I don't know what it well, is. Well, the thumbs up is weird, too. Well, I mean, but that's not making me look ugly. Like, that's that's pose as opposed to, like, you know. Um, I, for the longest time, never smiled in photos because I had a teeth issue before I had, like, some cosmetic surgery done and or, you know, cosmetic dentistry, I should say. Like, I would never smile in photos. So I still have a tendency not to do that. Like, it's just, it's, it's like a fight or flight mechanism that just won't go away. So sometimes I just look, I'm just like, yeah, here. And my mom hated the camera. And so when we were kids, like, we didn't take a lot of photos. Okay. Like, honestly, when my dad died, it took us days to, like, find photos. Like, because really? we, we, our, my family just didn't do it. We just don't do it. And so it's, like, one of those things I picked up from my parents where it's like, eh, photos isn't what we do. Yeah, I mean, there's some people who are taking pictures all the time. There's other people who are just not their thing. And I think I'm on that same team of, like, eh, I don't take a lot of pictures. They say keep your chin down. If you're lifting your chin or looking up at the camera, chances are you're showing the world a perfect view of what's inside your nose. Okay. Keep your chin pointed down. Turn your head slightly away from the camera. The angle will highlight your jaw and make it look stronger there. Okay. So that's how, yeah, that's how, little Rocky Four action there, dude. You can be what's his name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Strong jaw there. Yeah. Very, uh, very Russian. Yeah, I mean, you want to you, you, you look masculine. And certainly taking pictures from different angles, you should probably just kind of check around and see what really works for you because some people can Take work like that. 11 of them, right? Right, and then you can see like, all right, from this angle, this is kind of where I look good. They also say here that laugh, laughing to yourself will help you. They say there's more to a genuine smile than turning up the corners of your mouth and flashing your teeth. They say a lot of men forget to, to smize, a term coined by supermodel Tyra Banks, and that means letting your smile spread to your eyes. Jesus. That's a big part of my problem of why I do, do look funny in pictures, I think, is because my fake smile's awful. Mine too. Yeah, that's that's really the thing where they're like, smile, and I'm like... I don't want to be doing this right, right now. Yeah, that's that's definitely a part of my problem. They say you can see the difference even without actually smiling with a straight face. Look at yourself in the mirror. Now try only to smile with your eyes. It's a slight change, but makes a huge impact on your camera. I believe that. I do. I, I, I think. All right. I mean, I don't know that it doesn't. I think when you fake it, that's what it is, is you're just kind of like, all right. And I think there's a difference between how you look when you're genuinely happy and when you're just, you know, told to, to cheese. 
Angle your body, they say, is the number one trick. To play up your masculine features without looking like you're trying too hard, pull your shoulders back slightly, okay. point your feet towards the camera, and shift your torso so that your shoulders are angled 10 to 15 degrees out of line from your feet. Okay. They, they say here this gives you more dimension. Yeah. I get yelled at by a salesperson here. Her name's Nicole. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Throw her and, under the bus. Right here under the are. bus. Right go. under the bus, Nicole goes. And she's always giving me grief. She always says, like, in some of, like, the selfie-type photos, she's like, you got to hold that camera higher. She's like, I guess, apparently, dude, the way to do it is, yeah. like, you always want it way above you. Yeah. I mean, she was like, you're taking, like, the stock 75-year-old, I'm just learning how to use Facebook photos. She's like, yeah. She's like, Dan, she's like, you're not a bad-looking guy. She's like, but you take awful pictures. Yeah, from that angle, you're going to have a better you know, look. Nicole can go to hell, though. <laughs> you're going to have a better look down on you. And, um, no, I think that most women are kind of hip to that, is that, like, no, you hold it up higher and it's like you're looking down. Yeah, chicks always know. Right, they do. I mean, dude, if, if there's one thing chicks know, it's the smoke and mirrors on how to make themselves look better when they don't really look like that. Women are fantastic at that. The NFL's got some problems with the ratings. The NBA, however, made an announcement yesterday that I think is insane, I think, unless Fantone's got an argument on, my, on why I might like it. We'll find out together next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Brian tweeted in and says, Stansberry, is it too early to find out which NFL game of the week you like? What what bet? What, what game you're going to bet? So I looked. I said, well, let me look at some lines. So I looked. And I'll be honest with you, dude. The lines are abysmal this week. A game that does kind of stick out, though. Tennessee at Miami. Miami getting one point on their home field and Marcus Mariota not playing for the for the Tennessee Titans. I might like Jay Cutler to bounce back there to win that game with no Marcus Mariota behind center for the Tennessee Titans, but it's only a one-point game. I don't love that bad. I would assume that's going to move, you know, just yeah. based on the fact of if you are bringing Brandon Whedon in as your backup quarterback, or not even your backup, as your starting quarterback. Then the line's going to flip the other way, and Miami will be giving up points right. instead of getting them on their home field. Kansas City at Houston with Houston only getting one Deshaun Watson starting to play pretty good. He had a breakout game last week, this and that. Houston's the team, I think, or I'm sorry, Kansas City, rather, is the team I think is coming out of the AFC this year. Because New England, which, by the way, this is how you know me and everybody else that talks sports on TV and radio have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Right. And me included. Okay. Everybody thought New England was going to have a chance to go 16-0. and <laughs> They're 2-2. Two and two. Like, dude, like nobody knows what they're talking about. Now, at the end of the day, you are what your record is. The Browns are 0 4, and you can't convince me of otherwise than that. Um, but I highly doubt that the Patriots go 8 and 8. No, they I, won't you know go 8 and 8. Saying, like, but their defense is bad. I mean, it's bad. Running backs are getting like six, seven yards a carry against them right now, and that's just not good. I, I also like Green Bay at Dallas. Dallas is giving up two because they're on their home field. I, I said it, and it burned me once already this year. But you give me Aaron Rodgers in points, and I want to make the bet. Seems like everything's really close. I mean, yeah. nothing no, nothing you've listed so far has been more than two points. So. No, there's a, co- there's a couple here. Let's take a look. Like Philly's giving up six and a half to Arizona. Um, I don't like that game at all. I, I like Philly, but six and a half's a lot, and I don't know enough about Arizona to like for, for me to make that bet right now. But you give me Aaron Rodgers in points, I'll probably make that bet. The NBA, however, is not really what I want to be talking about. Okay, they made this announcement. I believe this was yesterday, and honestly, I checked three different places because I thought it was fake news when I heard it because of how crazy it is. Okay, 
and they're going to change the NBA All-Star Game this season. Instead of it being Eastern versus Western conferences, what they're going to do is they're going to have two captains, and those captains will then pick teams, and it won't matter what conference you're in. The players who win the fan vote from each conference will be the captains. There will still be 12 players selected from each conference. Okay, This game is going to be in Los Angeles on February the 18th. Five players from each conference, Fantone, will be selected as starters. The fan vote is worth 50% of the vote. All right. Player vote, 25, and media vote, 25, right? Okay. Seven reserves for each team will be picked by each conference's head coach, and the new system is going to enable players from each conference to play against each other or will allow current teammates to face off. Starters will be picked first, so the 10 players voted in as starters will remain that way. Okay. So the top 10 vote-getters are going to be the guys that are starting, yes. and you get to pick from those 10, and then coaches will pick after after that? They say the captains will have to consider an array of factors when making the playground-style selections. Past, current, and future relationships between players might be considered when making those selections. Who you get along with, who you don't like, who this and that. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, Kevin Durant is going to be... LeBron and Kevin Durant are going to be the captains of these teams. There's no question about it. And I wonder if, you know... Because it's fan vote, right? Is right. how you pick the captains, so sure. Well, and even if... I think media vote, player vote, I think Kevin Durant and LeBron James are the two best basketball players on the planet, so they should be the two captains. Steph gets a lot of love from the media, though. Um, if, you know, you know, know Yeah, but it's still, I, I, I wouldn't put him in, the, in that level. I wouldn't either. But. but it'll be interesting to see is like, well, is Kevin Durant going to pick Russell Westbrook, or is he going to not because of, of personal vendetta there? It's does Bron pick Kyrie? You know, no. Uh, so no, Kyrie's been, I, I guess, running his mouth some more, right? Like and, he's been saying some more stuff. And I doubt that Kyrie will be a top ten vote getter, but still, I mean, like you'll be presented with those like little stories within there. <sighs> is this good? Um, I mean, it's the All Star Game, which is bad. Period. All All Star Games are the baseball sucks, the football sucks. I mean, the football is the worst out of all of them. Oh, it's terrible. And the NBA All Star Game sucks, dude. It does. So it's like, if for a game that doesn't matter, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, like, why not? I mean, it doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, the the, the, the All Star Game doesn't matter. It really is just an exhibition of awesome talent yep. for the fan, which this kind of gives him. And it gives it gives fans, you know, a a different reason to watch. Where it's like when you know it's essentially going to be LeBron in the East versus the Golden State Warriors. You know what I'm saying? Essentially, right. those All Stars. Yeah, that's true. It, it does. It gives it gives them a new like reason to be intrigued here and new reasons to follow. I mean, so imagine like, if LeBron and Durant end up playing on the same, on the same team. team. How crazy that would be. And that's the thing, too, is now all of a sudden you do get to see things that you didn't necessarily before because you're right. I mean, put LeBron and Kevin Durant out there or LeBron and Steph Curry on the same team and, like, well, what happens there? And you get to live these little, like, I guess basketball fantasies of, like, well, what would it be like, you know, if Draymond Green and, and, and LeBron were out there on the same floor at the same time? And, that, dude, I think that's awesome. I really do. Yeah, at first I was like, you can't do that. And then I thought about it. I was like, well, why, why? not? I it, mean, there's it, it, this it's a playground game anyway. Right. There's no integrity to an all-star game. There's not. None. It doesn't matter. The players don't even want to play in they it. They don't want to play in it. They definitely don't want to play defense in it. So, like, I have no... I mean, that's the NBA. If it was baseball and, you know, baseball a couple of years ago, when it still mattered, when it's still like, all right, well, this is where you find out who's home field in the World Series, then that would be wrong. But still, like, this, this as it stands, the NBA, 
is in a unique position right now where the NFL looks like it's losing some steam and they're going to have to, and the NBA is gaining traction worldwide. Maybe not as much as in America, but worldwide, worldwide they are, yeah. They're gaining traction here. It's a big sport. So they're looking for new ways to kind of revitalize the brand to get eyes back on it, and I think this is a great way to do I it. I kind of want to see, and this sounds sacrilegious, but I want to see Steph Curry and LeBron James run the court together. Right. and uh, Like, in that, wouldn't that be cool? And don't get me wrong, Team USA, you're going to have your opportunities to, you know, or, uh, Olympic basketball, you can get those hypothetical dream teams together. Um, but this is a way for the NBA. Like guys want to play in that. And, well, this is a way for the NBA to really own it and have their logo all over it and be a part of it. So, no, I think it's great. Um, I, uh, I, I'm i sure the Cavaliers will be well represented. Um, and obviously, LeBron's going to be one of the one Who of the will captains. be in the All-Star game from the Cavs? Um, I probably, I mean, Kevin Love probably won't make it as a starter, but I would assume that he'll probably he'll probably get a get a run there. Isaiah Thomas probably won't have an opportunity to no. just based on the fact of uh, him not playing enough prior I mean, to the All-Star break. I mean, it's 50% fan vote. Which is why it makes me think that Dwayne Wade will be one of those guys, for sure. I mean, it's just, he has the name. It's like Carmelo Anthony. He'll be in there, too, regardless what he does no, over No matter the what, how he plays, right. Yeah, no matter what he does over the course of the season. Um, reading a couple of things about the Cavs last year, or yesterday, um, we talked about Kevin Love moving down into the, the center the position, role, right. into the, in the starting center position. Um, I support that idea more and more the more I've thought about it. When you have Jay Crowder out there with LeBron, it's not so much an offensive move, but all of a sudden the defense gets a lot better. LeBron no longer has to guard the best player on the court, leaving him open to make plays happen. You know, I, I saw it compared to like LeBron can kind of be a roamer. He can kind of be a free safety. He's going to be able to, you know, jump passing lanes and go for blocks and do things that he wouldn't be able to do if he was guarding the Kevin Durant of the other team. So I, uh, I, I think the Cavs are, are putting themselves in a prime position right now. I, I like it. I, I, I'm interested to see this year if they're going to be able to hold off the Golden State Warriors. Um, I wonder if something's going to happen throughout this season where we don't get that matchup again. I mean, that's hard to do that many years in a row. Four years in a row. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot to do. I think it's still the hands-on favorite thing to happen. I mean, I, I think if if you're looking at it, 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 yes, the field always has a chance there, but it seems like neither one to of these me. teams has had a major injury to stop them from making it, though. Right. And the odds favor it at some point that happens. And I don't, I hate to say that, especially when we're talking about LeBron James, who hasn't had a major injury in 14 seasons. I mean, that's a, that's a long time to be injury free there. But I, uh, this is interesting. Like, I want to see this as yesterday when I read the headline, I was like, you can't do that. And now I'm sitting here going, well, now I wish the game was on tonight. Like, I right. do. Like, I do. I want to see it. We have a four pack of tickets for the WWE. You'll get hooked up next. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 1069. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 1069. We're online at WRQK.com. We have a pair, not a pair, a family four pack of tickets. For the WWE event this Saturday at the Canton Civic Center, we'll pass those out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625 is the number you will need on those. We're all reeling after Las Vegas, and everybody wants, I want assault rifle bans, and I want this, and I want this, and this is what's wrong, and it's sanctuary cities that did it, which, by the way, I don't know why that's being brought into this whatsoever, a 64-year-old Las Vegas resident. I don't know why anybody's bringing that into it, but whatever. But I'm just seeing everything everywhere. And we all want action, and I get it. Okay? I will maintain, I don't believe that there is a government solution for a humanity problem. I don't believe that. Now, I could be wrong. I'm not saying I'm right and you're wrong. I'm saying this is what I believe. And I think people get caught up on the word assault rifle 
and don't realize you take a stock off an assault rifle and you're holding a handgun. The weapon itself, very, very similar. Take the stock off of it, take the scope off of it, it's a handgun. I think you have a lot of people who aren't exactly all that well educated when it comes to issues like that that get terms confused. You know well, what I'm assault saying? Assault was also a word used where the original the the first time the first couple of times around when we needed gun laws because they thought the word assault would would scare people off of it. That's all it is. It's a stock put on put on a handgun. No different. That's I mean, dude, it, it's been shown to me. Somebody took one all the way down and said, "Hold this." I said, "Oh my god." They said, "Yeah, you're holding a nine millimeter gun." <laughs> like that's that's what you're holding. It's 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 accessories put on it. it. It people get caught up in the word. Now I get it. I used to be do go back and listen to the Maxwell show. I was wildly anti-gun. Wildly. I got turned around on the issue when I lived in a place that didn't have police. I lived in Oregon and four cities in between where I lived and the major city had no cops. It took two months for pe- for for law enforcement to show up for a robbery. And I was like, you know what? I kind of need a gun. So I ended up getting a gun. That's why I got turned around in it because I lived in a place where there was no law enforcement. And I was scared for my life pretty much every single day. Jason Aldean had been performing at this... Was it Route 91? Was Route the 91 na- Harvest Festival Harvest or something Festival? like that. And, uh, dude, what are these country shows naming themselves after? The Backwoods, Moonlight, Harvest Festival, I guess. But, yeah, as if Lollapalooza is a great <laughs> right. name. Right. I mean, welcome to, well, welcome to festivals. All right? But Jason Aldean has put out a statement now. And I think a lot of what he's saying makes a lot of sense. He says, something has changed in this country and in this world lately that is scary to see. This world is becoming the kind of place I'm afraid to raise my children in. Jason L. Dean goes on to say, at the end of the day, we aren't Democrats or Republicans. Whites are blacks. Men are women. We are all humans and we are all Americans. And it's time to start acting like it and stand together as one. I think Jason L. Dean's making a lot of sense. I think it's, do we got to stop? Not that this is what did this in Vegas, right? Sometimes people are just crazy and crazy's going to crazy. Okay, like that. I don't care how much legislation you get. You're not legislating away crazy. Do you feel like if there was better access into mental health? Yes. I mean, that's the conversation this country has to start having is the mental health conversation. I would be all for that because I think there is an issue with mental health in this country. I I think when we talked about it earlier in the morning, there was there's no votes in that. Well, how does (laughs) how does how does Sweden act different? Why does this happen here as opposed to other places in the world? And I think that really is a part of the issue. Well, yeah, they did. Well, a they fund that stuff. They give people their medicine and it's covered under your health care and all that kind of stuff. There there is some truth in that. And I have said this from the beginning of time. I believe Americans are inherently more violent. I do. I think think Americans are inherently... Do you know who has a huge gun culture? Canada. They love their guns. They use them for hunting. They use them for other things. But that's a gun culture. And they don't have that. Dude, America is inherently more violent. We just are. Do you think it's that access into mental health care that they have? I think a little bit. Yeah. Now, you got to be careful with universal health care. I've told this story a thousand times. My friend Heather lived there. You you, you wait 10 months to see a doctor. America doesn't want that. But what America does do is take other people's systems and make them better. We're like the BASF of like stuff. That's what we do. So I think we could probably find a system that would work for us, but taking Canada's healthcare plan and putting it here would be nightmarish. Yeah, I mean, but there's plenty of other examples in the world. Yeah, but all of them work the same way. You, it takes, and I average six to nine months to see a doctor in Sweden. 
You're looking at me like you don't believe what I no, just said. No, no, I because that's what it is. It's six to nine months, and America cannot wait for that. We—that's just not who we are. Could we find a better system than the one we have? Yeah. Could we? Could we have a better system if we had a more diverse system than than the two-party system in this country? Absolutely. That's the conversation that really needs to start happening in this country right now. The two-party system screws us all over. Okay, but I there is something to. I think Jason Aldean's right. I think there's comes a time where it's like, you know what? Let's put aside what's wrong with us and start highlighting what is good about us and start maybe sending out more of that message. And then maybe what you get is more of that. So positivity? I think positivity is not a bad idea. Okay. In the wake of the biggest mass shooting tragedy in the country, I think a little bit more positivity versus you're an idiot because you don't agree with me isn't going to fix anything. I, 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 I guess it's just at this point, it's like, well, is that going to be enough just by saying, like, well, what we're doing now isn't it? See, I hate that. I hate when people argue like fifth graders. Is it going to be enough? What we're doing now isn't enough, right? Is it enough now? You can't look at, is it going to be enough? Is it the place to start? That's the conversation that has to happen. Quit arguing this over Facebook like fifth graders. Is it the place to start? Well, I'm not going to get everything, so it's not going to be enough. I'm not doing it. That's stupid. Now, on the other side, the gun people got to meet you in the middle, too. I said, I remember, dude, I remember when Sandy Hook happened. I said, I don't want to come for your gu-. I remember posting this on Facebook. I don't want to come for your guns. I want less dead kids in homeroom. I want that. And between everybody in this country, we should be able to find a halfway decent middle ground on here. Am I saying there should be absolutely no gun restriction? No, of course not. I'm a logical person. But the heroin argument will always be the heroin argument. It's illegal. What do, dude, laws stop law-abiding people. They don't stop criminals. I said it this morning. It's illegal to sleep with students in high school. Teachers do it every single day. I'm not outlawing school because of teachers. I'm not doing that. Laws stop law-abiding people. They will never, ever, ever stop criminals. You think... I mean, is that what people think? Do people think... Well, this guy just wouldn't have done it then. Is that what, I mean, if that's what you think, honestly, I'm envious of you. Because I think you're just not open to the reality of it. And I wish that that was true of me. I get it. I get that the day after, see, if we just didn't do this. But that's not the reality and you know that. And we do have to start owning this a little bit. We are more violent than the rest of the world. I'm telling you that's part of it. Is it all of it? No, of course not. There's never going to be one thing that's all of anything. But we are inherently more violent than the rest of the world. We, are, we just are. Look at the way we treat one another. Look at the way. Do you hear about this from other places? No. We're awful to one another. It's just it's the way we're built. There's something in our DNA about it. I just laws will stop law abiding people. A law is never going to stop a criminal. Ever will never happen. Criminals have more incentive to get away with what they're trying to do than we have incentive to stop them. It's the way they stay alive, mostly. It's the way they make their money, mostly. There's more incentive for them. Law stop law-abiding people, not the other way around. Well, let's pass out these four-pack of tickets for the Canton Civic Center this weekend for the WWE. Take caller 25 at 1-800-243-7625 on those. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Apparently, I have to get back into this. I'm being asked, well, then why have any laws? We're talking about Vegas. 
And I said, you know, I just I worry about government overreach with laws. And I don't believe that there's a government solution to every humanity problem. And I get that there's some solid logic on gun on the side of people who want more gun restriction. I do. There's some solid. Not that every point you have is wrong, but I hear this. Well, if that's the case, then why have any laws? Well, because it keeps most people in line. Most people are afraid of the consequences that if when they break a law that they're going to go to jail. Most people are afraid of that. But to make the point that 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 the guy like Stephen Paddock isn't going to do what he's going to do because there's more restriction in place is, I think, lunacy. I do. I think it's crazy. Now, should we get together and maybe figure out, well, maybe this we're all right with and this and background check? Yes, yes, absolutely. Documentation. Yes, absolutely. I'm not saying go to the store, go to Walmart, buy a bazooka today. That's not what I'm saying. I think some people probably lose that. The, the common sense there when it does turn into these screaming matches with each other. And yeah. when, you, when you're not having the, the discussion, it it's sounds just, like... But if you tweet at me, why have any laws? That's arguing on the monkey bars, and I'm not interested in that. It, it, it sounds like you're dismissing all points there. I'm not at all. But I don't believe... First of all, who's going to make the law? The politicians, right? The same people who are taking the money from the NRA right now. So you're going to trust those idiots. That's who you're going to trust to make this law that you want? The politicians that every other month, everybody's telling me how corrupt and awful they are. That's who you want doing this? Got it. Makes all the sense in the world. Or not even a little. I'm a, I'm a perfect example of this, right? Weed's been illegal my entire life. My entire life. It'll be delivered at my house by 4 o'clock this afternoon. Right? People are going to do what they're going to do. Now, you keep now. here's why there's the law. Then why have the law? Because if I get caught, what does the government get? Money is what they get. Don't let the government try to tell you that they care about you. The government doesn't care about you at all. They want your money. Everything. I've been saying this about everything. The two, the, the whole system is set up so they can rob you blind. It's why they're talking about the NFL protesting. It's why all this stuff is so they can get their hands in your pocket. That's why the government always says to you, don't worry. Come to us. We'll legislate. We'll make you safe. Because what happens? Money. It's all greed, bro. All of it. Like I've been telling all of you. I'm actually woke. You want to come on the inside? Just let me tell you, there ain't no turning back. So is so what is that next step? If it's not government, what is the thing that puts us in a safer position as a I, I don't pretend to have the answers. I can just look at an answer somebody else proposes and tell you it's not gonna work. I'm not sitting here, I'm saying I'm not saying I have the answer to fix this. Quit looking at me for that. That's not what I'm doing. But I can tell you when an answer comes up, I can be like, well, yeah, but that won't do it. Like I can do that. I'm, did, did I run for government? No. I don't want to make these decisions. Um, legislation, when it's come to automobile safety, has made you know serious headway when it comes to safety in cars. And people are considerably safer in cars, considerably less traffic fatalities than there was in the past. Fly in the face of that? or is there any, no, no, it's a different thing. It's a, it's a completely different thing. It's, again, if people want to tell me my heroin argument's apples to oranges, then so is cars and guns. Right? Like, and then so is that. They keep it, keep the argument, the argument and argue it inside of that. And I'm just telling you, I don't think, Fantone, answer me this question. Was Stephen Paddock going to shoot these people regardless of what happened? 
Yes. Then what the hell are we arguing about? People act as if, uh, like, most of the time, now this, most of the time when this stuff happens, guns are required illegally. Like, that's just the way it is. Mass shootings? I, I, I think that... Most street crime done with guns is done by... Is done... That's what... Because that's what this is going to be. It's going to be take away handguns. But these were all legal guns that he had. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this... You cannot legislate away crazy. I know you want to because it makes you safe. That's fine. The next time a pipe bomb goes off in Subway, then I'll tell you what, then I'm putting a travel ban on everybody, right? Because it's going to make you... It's going to make you safer. The travel ban will make you safer. Oh, no. That makes you racist. You can't have it both ways, guys. You can't. You can't do the post-travel bans when something awful happens and then blame every person with a gun after Vegas happens. It doesn't work that way. Right? I, I feel like I feel like what, what's happening, though, is that we're screaming at, at each other once again in the sense of I'm not people, screaming at you, but there's people who are saying like, well, hey, let's bring up the issue of these. Oh God, what was the term for it this morning? I'm sorry. Um, uh, stock bear. No, it's um, the bump stock, the bump stock, yeah. which is not so, which does not make the gun fully automatic, by the way. But it, essentially it fires rounds faster, does not make the gun fully automatic. Hold the trigger and it keeps firing, right? No, I believe you still have to. I believe this. I don't know this, but I believe you still still have to single fire. It's just faster. The stock pushes the firing ring back into the trigger. I, as far as I've read it, it's you. I believe it, from it, what it, I read this morning, you cannot hold the trigger down and just keep firing. But those are legal products, which yeah, make those, this possible. No, if you wanted to say to me, should we look into the bump stock? Yeah, I'm a logical but person. Let's as, look into it. As soon it. as somebody says, like, hey, let's talk gun gun laws or restrictions, it automatically turns into everyone's taking my guns away. Is like, hey, should these bump stocks be legal Well, that's the internet. Like, that's the internet. Like, so, like... That's and dude, nothing's ever going to get done via Twitter. <laughs> like nothing. Kaepernick ain't playing football. That was a Twitter issue. He ain't playing football. Twitter ain't fixing anything. Should do we need to look at some stuff? Sure. And what did Trump say the other day? And both sides attacked him for it. By the way. Oh yeah, we're going to have some gun conversations in this country. We're going to have that. And both sides, the left and the right, attacked him for it. Why? Because you just want to attack the president. That's why you don't care about the issue. And I will remind you to the day I die, do not ever for one second fall for that any politician cares about you. They don't. They want to rob you. But, dude, that is a license to steal a job in government. It's the only reason they want it. It's the only reason they would want that job. It's a license to steal. Even good, well-intentioned people who go into that get corrupted by that system. Do you think you could be president of this country without stepping on people who were underneath you the whole way there? No. You can't be that naive. Nobody in government likes you. Nobody in government wants to help you. It's all smoke and mirrors. All of it. Now, we got to take the lesser of two evils and vote and all this stuff and take part in the process. Although, I've said now, I'm not voting anymore. Because I feel like guys who have my job should be able to say what they want and not have people say, well, yeah, but you voted for her, so of course you feel that way. So I'm no longer voting. I want to be able to have my opinion and not be accused of having a bias for it. And so I will know, I feel like that's the most American thing I can do, is be able to give my opinion out and not be held to, well, yeah, but you voted for Hillary, which I did, by the way, and that felt like the lesser of two evils. Felt like both those choices were honestly, yeah, it was a stalemate. I had no idea what to do. So I, so I chose what I felt was the lesser of two evils. I believe that if Stephen Paddock wanted to hurt these people, that he was going to end up on Flamingo Boulevard buying a gun out of the trunk of a car like every other criminal in Las Vegas does.
That's just what I believe. I don't know that to be true. I believe it. If you want to have conversations about bump stocks and assault rifles and this and that, I'm fine. But if you tell me that that an American person shouldn't be able to keep a gun in their nightstand in their home, that's crazy. That's crazy. I'm willing to meet you halfway. And that's how you know I'm one of the logical people out there. I'm not fighting for my agenda. I'm just telling you solutions I've heard so far aren't going to do a damn thing. Not one damn thing. Kenny Britt is everybody's least favorite Clevelander. Even Hugh Jackson agrees. We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. You got Stansberry here. When talking firearms, you know what you want? Knowledge, safety, training. And that's the mantra over at Great American Shooting Sports, North Canton's newest and best indoor firing range. Great American Shooting Sports has an amazing rental section. You can actually rent a Century Arms AK-47 for just $20. They also have a Smith & Wesson AR-15 that you can rent for 20 bucks. Great American Shooting Sports is North Canton's newest and best indoor firing range. Find them at 6505 Promler Avenue in North Canton or call 234-347-0223. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. And reminder, I'll be out at Quaker Steak and Lube this evening, starting at 8 o'clock till 10 for uh, their final bike night of the year. Now, the bike night starts at 4. I'm just going to be out there from 8 to 10 passing the bike out. 883 low from Harley-Davidson, Freedom Harley-Davidson, as a matter of fact, up for grabs tonight, 8 to 10. I'll be out there hanging out. Be a hell of a way to end the summer, dude. And I, I know it's going to be like, dude, you win a bike and you're not going to have that much time to like let it, you know, rip. Although you never, yeah. they say it's going to be warmer. Good. And last year I played golf in November and December, so Good. if I can play golf, I would imagine there's probably going to be a couple of days you might be able to ride a bike. But dude, if you walk away tonight with a new motorcycle, how it, happy are you? Pretty good day. Pretty right. good day. That's a good one there. I would agree with that. We have another pair of WWE. No, I'm sorry. Another four-pack. Family four-pack. Of WWE tickets. We'll do those at 9.30. Or Lonely Virgin four-pack. Whatever. I don't know what your life story is. I'm going with that. (laughs) I'm going with that, I would think. I don't know why I knocked the WWE people. They're probably decent people. Decent humans. Is that right? A lot of good people on that side of the aisle there. I like them. Yeah, you are like the leader of their group. Dude, I try to be. I try to. I try to champion you guys. Throw you on my shoulder. Bring you uphill. (sighs) I want to thank everybody reaching out to me, telling me how much sense I'm making this morning. I appreciate it. I uh, I do. I, sometimes I feel like I'm spinning my wheels in here, and so it's nice to hear people. Like Actually, one of these guys who reached out to me is normally a guy who listens. This guy, Jeff, and he is a Clevelander who listens via iHeartRadio. Download the free iHeartRadio app. And he's normally a guy who admits, like, I listen to you because of how normally how much I disagree with you. He's like, it's normally, it's like one of those things where it's like, I, li- I, I like you, but I, I don't ever agree with you. And he's like, but today, he's like, you've been perfectly logical on government and the overreach and all that stuff. He's like, I just want to thank you for it. In today's climate of everybody giving me their agenda and this and that, he's like, you've streamlined it all, kept it right down the middle, and they're just like pointing out hypocrisy on both sides. He's like, I like that. Well, good, Jeff. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. Because there was, a, I'm willing to bet there are a lot of people feeling the other way this morning, walking the other way from the program. As a matter of fact, a guy I like and respect who used to work here is, uh, is seemingly taking serious issues with some things I said via Twitter. And I'm trying to explain to him. It's like, look, man, I'm just exposing the argument. Like, you know, whatever. Hugh Jackson agrees with a lot of us. He says, Kenny Britt may have needed to sit down Sunday, but basically, and I'll paraphrase, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Like, we don't, like, there's nothing else we could do. He says, I totally agree. He could have been pulled, but we had some guys down, said Jackson. We lost a couple of guys. Trust me. Our guys know, based on performance, if you're not getting it done. 
says, no, we'll don't. stick the next guy in there, but you have to have the next guy to stick in there. It is what it is. I get it, he says. There's no other receivers the Browns are able to put in there. There's zero. So what if he happens if Kenny Brick gets hurt? Somebody has to go play the position, right? I would think. So uh, there's literally nobody else on that team that can fill that role? Jackson trying to find a way to motivate Britt, who was signed to a four-year free agent deal in the offseason worth $32.5 million, including Phantom. Listen to this, $17 million guaranteed. Through four games, he has eight catches for 121 yards. That's a good day, not four games. That's a good day. Right, right. He has one TD. He caught fewer than 35% of his 23 targets and has dropped four passes, fifth worst amongst NFL receivers. Two of Deshaun Kaiser's eight interceptions have skipped off of Britt's hands, and he had a 29.2 passer rating when targeting Kenny Britt solely. Do you say that he's fifth in the NFL when it comes to drop passes? Fifth that's, worst among NFL receivers. Who's worse? That's mind-boggling to know that there's somebody, there's four dudes in front of him in that line. That's crazy. Crazy. I believe what we're seeing here with Kenny Britt is what people like to call in sports, and they're right about it, a cash grab. Oh, 100%. Where it's like, you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to get paid. I don't care about this team. I'm not invested in this team. And that's been the knock on free agency, um, which, again, there are going to be some downsides to free agency. Overall, I think it helps the sport. Um, But I think player mobility ultimately mostly is good. Yeah, and I think those dudes... I mean, have proven themselves worthy of you know having some sort of say in their own destiny, right there. So yeah, I don't, I have no problem with free agency. I um, I was sitting in the stadium on Sunday and we were watching the game, and I watched that Kenny Britt interception happen, like right. when it bounced right off his numbers. And I looked at my buddy Dustin, who I was at the game with, and I said, I have no idea if Deshaun Kaiser is good. Like it's hard to tell when drives end in the red zone with interceptions. I mean. I guess I could say he's pretty good. I mean, he put the ball right on the numbers. And Kenny Britt just can't catch the ball. And I was one of these people. You can go back and check the record. I was pumped when we when we signed him. I thought, I was like, oh, God, if there's still some tread on those tires, this will be great. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think that, you know, injuries obviously have changed this up. But I don't think initially Kenny Britt was being looked at as the number one dude out on the field. No, I mean, you the know. Corey Coleman thing happened, right. and then there were a couple other options. It is unfair to Deshaun Kaiser in a way. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, you're right that he... He doesn't necessarily get a fair, a fair, fair shake here because you know when you got guys dropping the ball, it's not necessarily your fault. But dude, he's had plenty of accuracy issues, so it's not exclusively. It's on not the wide no, receivers. no, no, no. It's not just Kenny Britt. Um, and I guess the thing is, there is like you know, as a rookie quarterback, there's going to be those accuracy issues. There's going to be those decisions that you don't necessarily make as a as a as a veteran but at the same time you're looking at Kenny Britt is like dude you're not a rookie you are an established NFL veteran. player a veteran player who should be able to go out and do the the fundamental things of catching the football oh dude listen to this somebody's asking me this question and this is a great question because of how hard it is to answer Jay this is a great question Jay and he wants to know who's worse Kenny Britt or Greg Little like that is that's a that's a t- off call. I mean, I guess the thing I'll say about that is at least when I watch Greg Little play, number one, I think you can see moments of potential, whether he you know, translated that into reality or not. Um, and I don't feel like Greg Little quit. I feel like Kenny Britt just goes out there and doesn't try. And that's the problem. And that's like the biggest issue. It's not did you drop the ball. It's not did you like, are but you a capable he, player? If he makes that catch in the red zone in that moment, that game's different. 
Yeah. Do you win it? I, I don't know. know. Probably not. Probably but. not. But it is different. Um, but when you're going out there as a veteran, as a guy who's supposed to be a leader of the locker room, and that's the truth, whether you're the team captain or not or whatever, you're a dude who's been in the NFL, younger dudes are going to look up to you. Um, when you're out there and you're just not putting effort forth, at that point, it's like, I know Hugh Jackson's not the dude that necessarily makes the personnel decisions, but at what point does Hugh Jackson go to Sashi Brown and, and, and the powers that be in the, in the Browns organization and say, dude, I can't get these dudes to buy in. I can't get these rookies and these sophomore players to buy in because you've got guys like Kenny Britt out here who are just not trying, who are killing all all like momentum, all belief in the system. When does Hugh Jackson say, dude, enough is enough. Get this guy off of my team. Well, okay. I believe what we're dealing with here is Hugh Jackson is a substitute teacher. And I feel like everybody knows it. I think th- I feel like everybody on the team might know it. The organization kind of knows it where it's like they've trot him out there under the you know the idea that he's in charge, but I don't think he's involved in those decisions, which is scary. I like No, don't get me wrong. Analytics has to be part of what you do in in today's right. day and age. But I want football people evaluating football players. Well, and, and you know, I, I guess you can, you know, well, is Sashi Brown the appropriate, you know, GM in that situation? And, and you're going to have, it's never just going to be the head coach's call. It's never going to be like, hey, you're the person. Not unless in he's of, the coach and GM. Right. And, 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 unless you're Belichick. Right. And at that, point, happen. at that point, it really does turn into like. And Belichick had to earn that, by the way. They didn't just give it to him. He has to, he has to say that. He Even if, even if like, Sashi Brown's like, yo, bro, sorry, I can't do that. It would comfort me knowing that, that Hugh Jackson went and said, dude, I don't want well, this here, guy on my team. Here's why you got to do it. All right, I'll give you I'll give you a personal example from my career. There was once upon a time I was on another radio show and we were getting ready to leave. We were going to walk out. We were going to go to Atlanta to do mornings in Atlanta. And then we decided, you know what? We don't really want to go to Atlanta. We'd rather stay in Cleveland. Let's do that. But we wanted to be compensated because Atlanta was going to offer us a lot more money. And so we felt like, all right, well, we want to stay, but we need to get something out of this. And at the time, the show host tried to negotiate for more money for me and what management said is he's got to come in here and ask like sometimes what happens is you kind of have to go to your boss you kind of have to get in their faces not disrespectfully but there's a thing that happens where if you're not willing to stand up for yourself they're never going to respect you so along that line of thinking Fantone I don't hate your idea of you kind of going you know what I've had enough man I've had enough Let's let, let let's let's try to figure this out. He's not the one that's going to pull the trigger, but hopefully he has enough respect in the organization where it's like, as the GM, you're like, damn, dude, if you're coming to me and saying this, this is obviously something that you number one really believe, and number two is really important. Is so, it time for him to give up the play calling on the sideline? Maybe. I mean, it, they've regressed for the past month. So I mean, like, it might be time for him to be a head coach, and then like, let's get an official like OC in here. I, something has to change, and I guess at the end of the day, we can sit here and debate all day on what that something is. Um, but you look at and, and and we said this about the Patriots earlier: is you are what your record says you are. And Hugh Hugh Jackson is one in twenty, yeah. one in twenty one as as right around Browns. there. So you are what your record says you are. Jeez, and it's not good. That's abysmal. You can watch him beat the Jets this week, though, with Fantone. He'll be at oh, the, is that what's gonna happen? He'll be at TD's Tailgate Grill, their late Cable Jackson location, from twelve thirty to two thirty on Sunday. I think they have a shot to win that game. They have a shot. 
I mean, two and I two mean, they're allowed to play in it. Right, right. They're going to have the game. Yes, there's an opportunity. It will be a. Com- uh-huh. It will be competed it for. It will be. Oh, that is true. It is sports. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, we have a four-pack, family four-pack. Family four-pack. Of WWE tickets and a huge, huge get for the WWE. That all next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here for Wakeham Subaru. October is Subaru Loves Pets Month. To celebrate, Wakeham Subaru is making a commitment to pets and animal rescues, and they're asking for you to help out, too. Visit Wakeham Subaru all month long for a donation drive with the Second Chance for Animals, a local pet rescue. Wakeham Subaru will be collecting much-needed items for Second Chance, including dog food, cat food, cat litter, blankets, collars, leashes, cleaning supplies, and gift cards to local pet stores. Drop off your supplies at Wakeham Subaru now through October 31st. All donations go directly to Second Chance for Animals. Also, if you're looking for a new cat or dog, make sure you visit the pet adoption event at Wakeham Subaru. It takes place on October the 21st. Second Chance for Animals will have dogs and cats available for on-site adoptions that day. Plus, if you buy a new Subaru this month from Wakeham, a portion of the sale will be donated directly to Second Chance for Animals. That includes the Forester, Outback, Legacy, Impreza, Crosstrek, and WRX. All available this month at Wakeham with zero money down and all come with all-wheel drive. That'll be important here as winter starts to approach. In the last 10 years, Subaru has donated nearly $14 million to Anna. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. We have another family four-pack of tickets. For the WWE event this weekend at the Canton Civic Center, we'll pass those out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625 is the number you will need on those. And I've been promoing this all morning. But the WWE, I think, is going to get a really big get here because there's rumors. I'm reading from Maxim.com now that Bradley Cooper will... Play WWE CEO Vince McMahon in an upcoming biopic. I haven't even heard about this. The Oscar nominee reportedly has been offered the lead role in an upcoming McMahon biopic titled Pandemonium, which is a good. That's a good title. Yeah, for both his like career and life. Apparently, script dates back two years to 2015. But it has been overhauled plenty of times. Do we put the ladder match here or does it go here? <laughs> and, uh, and McMahon's family kept taking issue with the script. Now, apparently now, Fantone, it says all parties are on board. Cooper has yet to make a decision. However, the talent behind the project with little known screenwriter Craig A. Williams and the writers of Bad Santa, they're on board to direct. And they are saying, look, that this may be a little bit beneath Bradley Cooper and like what he normally does. Um, but that they, they like the idea of Bradley Cooper. Um, I mean, you're gonna have to beef him up. Yeah, I mean, Vin, dude, people don't understand. Vince is big, especially dude. as like an 80 year old dude. I mean, he's really big. I mean, he's ripped. Which I mean, hmm, I wonder how that happened. <laughs> hmm, I wonder how possibly an 80 year old man could still have huge amounts of muscle mass on him. Hmm. Man, um, that's but, weird. That's weird that Vince was able to acquire those illegal things and use them. That's weird. But um, it, it really all kind of goes to, I mean, this. I don't think it's beneath him at all. Like, I mean, this is you know Vince McMahon. Yes, pro wrestling. Ha ha. It's hokey. It's you know. It's 
for some reason or another, kind of looked down on in society. It is. Um, I don't know why, but it is. Right. I mean, I, I, 50 years ago, you could make the argument of, well, like, well, they're lying to you because they say it's real and it's not. But they don't pretend that anymore. Like, they, uh, they've they they've been saying it for decades now. No, they have figured out that it's like, dude, the audience is smarter than that. Like, right. let's not, like, l- l- let's move this outside of that and they're going to like it anyway. And, and, and they do plenty of things where it's like... Waiting on you, NFL. Where they have, you know... <laughs> hey, right? You know, just in the, all right, so you got two guys who are having a rivalry with each other. They'll show them in the real world, not as like, you know, Cesaro and Dean Ambrose. They'll show them as like those two dudes living their lives. So like, I mean, when once once that bridge got crossed, I don't understand like the, ugh, the scoff of like, ugh, look at, look at Do it. Do you, all right, so I'm assuming that you follow all these dudes on like social media and stuff, right? Uh, some of them. Now, I don't follow all of them because it's like, well, most of you don't have anything interesting to say. But yes, I follow John Cena. Okay, so you, so, so you follow big stars. Because I've said this to like a bunch of porn stars that I've had on the, on the show. I've said this to them. Right. I said, I think you guys got to be careful about the stuff you're posting on social media. And I remember it was Rachel Starr I had on the show once, and she said to me, she's like, well, why? And I said, you know, the one day I just logged on, and I was, like, scrolling through my timeline, and there you are at a backyard barbecue with your dad. And she's like, well, that's my life. And I said, I totally get it, and I'm a guy who puts out my life. I said, but your fan base wants you to be something. And if you take that fantasy away, my point being this, long, uh, I'm taking too long to say it, but my point being this. Two wrestlers hate one another. Right. They show you in the real world they hate one another. Right. But then your Instagram shows you crushing beers together backstage. Does that I know they know it's fake. But when you but you can forget that when not shown it. So like does that affect the bottom line I want? The concept of of the sell when it comes to pro wrestling and the believability of it, it's essentially a, get Rachel Starr back on the program. <laughs> right, get, get all the John Cena talk <laughs> off of it. Dude, it's, called, it's called it's called and that's like the concept of like What's selling that? kayfabe, um, k a y f a b e, and I that's don't... like the wrestling term for it. Oh, okay, I was like, why do I not know what this thing is? It, it, the, the term for it is just kind of like, well, this is in the moment. You know, you can't. You can't break kayfabe on Raw. Like, no, everything is real. You in that fight, it is real. You have to sell it as such. But, but like, once they yell cut, right? And that's like, I mean, like Game of Thrones. Like, all right, so during the show, they never look at you and say like, "Yo, these dragons CGI ain't real, not real, <laughs> ain't real, not real, not historically accurate." But they will do a after the show like behind the episode. Here's how we did the. Here's how we did the scene where the dragon is fighting. I don't know. Okay, the unicorn. Or Whatever fantastic things are happening during Game of Thrones, I don't know. There's no unicorn. There's no unicorn, but there's dragons. How could there be a unicorn? Phantom, that's so unrealistic. You kneel until you get a unicorn. But right, I mean, like, do you watch? Do you watch behind the episodes? Now, of Game I of don't. Thrones, but they have. Them, but right? they do have them. Right. I, but I do not. But yeah, I take your point. It's and the same people, thing. People watch that, and if anything, that probably strengthens the bond between you and that brand, you and that show. See, so, I, I do. I don't. I have a hard time. Like when I'm thumbing through, like the, the you know. The, thing and wrestling's on and because you're into it sometimes Love I'm it. like alright well let me watch some of this right and like I watch and I, like I can't be whisked away into the environment I can't I don't know why because you're right it's no more ludicrous than Game of Thrones it's not it's not and I mean I, I, I think a big part of it is is like I think it's the spandex well they're not athletes and it's like well, well yeah. no but no but like they but, they are. but they're doing athletic things at the very least well it's I'm a, here's the thing I'm gonna get your back on this I'm going to call Jordan Spieth an athlete. Right. 
And if I'm going to call Jordan Spieth an athlete, then I have to say John Cena is capable of athletic things. I I saw this in a video, and I think it just kind of describes wrestling to what it is, is wrestling's really at its core everything but wrestling. Yes, the fights are fake. The fights are predetermined. If Mountain Dew made humans. But you've got... But you've got... (laughs) You've got, you've got live action in front of you. And if a TV show, let's say Big Bang Theory, decides, hey, we're going to do a live action Big Bang Theory. It's going to be live on CBS. Everybody's going to be like, oh, my God, that's so impressive. WWE does that every week. When it comes to stories, I mean, like every other... And fight, and they still make it look somewhat real. In every other TV show, its stories are predetermined. Now, it's not like they're like, all right, hey... Dragon Rider, you're going out there and we'll figure it out as we go live. It's like, no. It's so, so okay, I've learned Cena's name. You will, <laughs> dude, you're going to have to learn Jon Snow's right, name. Jon Snow. Snow, you're going to go ride this dragon. I mean, it's not like that's an improvised thing. That's that's a predetermined script. So, like, I don't understand okay. why wrestling's held to a different standard I don't than go, anything else. I don't go see Game of Thrones live, all right? I've, I haven't done that, right? right. Is but that like, a thing? I don't know. Oh. But, like, when I, but when I go see the WWE... From like 15 rows out, you can see it's like, oh, TV hides a lot of this. Like, where it's like we're in person. So, and yet it's still so popular for people to go that it's like, I'm just surprised well, is all that you can be shown. You, you go to a concert and all of a sudden it's like, damn, dude, you know. Yeah, but if Millie Vanilli comes out and they're and they're lip syncing, we get pissed. But 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 you know that lady, or you know that you know Bruno Mars is using a backing track. backing track, right? And, and, and it's not like that. And if Millie Vanilli would have you That's know would have been upfront about things and said things, and wrestling is upfront, they admit that it's fake. I don't know why it's held to this standard. It's it's, it's unfair. Yeah, it, it, it. You know what it is? Because, dude, I, I still play video games at my age, which I gotta tell you, like, I wish I didn't, but I do. And wrestling fans are attacked on that same level, where it's like, oh, what do you live in your mom's basement? Nobody ever, as as like a fan of Game of Thrones, nobody's ever said to you, you know, that's not real, right? People say that to me all the time. You know, that's not real, right? I'm like, well, yeah, I know it's not real. I don't care. Yeah, and, neither was Empire Strikes Back, but I love it. Right. I mean, if you go see a Motley Crue concert, and you're right, sometimes they will F stuff up in the ring. There will be botched spots. But, like, if you go to a Motley Crue concert and Vince Neil or, or Nikki Six doesn't play the right note, it's like, all right, well, it's live on stage. Of course, the album Mistakes gonna are going to happen. Better, right. That's Those are all good arguments. I know you still hate it. I know. I, it's not hate. <laughs> like, honestly, there's fans on there's part of me that wishes I liked it so we could talk about it more. Because <laughs> no, I was like, like, oh, my God, because. No. It's so easy. You know what I mean? Like, there's part of it that's very easy that I was like, all right, well, but honestly, man, like, I went, I, I dude, I had the network for, honestly, six, do 60 bucks that, that snakey, snake oil salesman Vince McMahon got me for because I was too lazy to cancel. Would Bradley Cooper be okay for you? Yeah. I, dude, he's a quality actor. I mean, I didn't know about this Vince McMahon project, but I'm all of a sudden very excited about it. Who would be a better Vince McMahon? That's what my thing is. I'm struggling to find out who right. would be a better Vince McMahon than Bradley. Um, And, you know, I mean, the McMahon... Bradley, like I know him. We're buddies. <laughs> man, me, and, me and the Coop. The McMahon family is, you know, it's not just... Even if you hate wrestling, like that story of how they took a regional product, turned it into a, a worldwide phenomenon, and have made billions of dollars on this. I mean, like, I just think that alone, even if you're like, oh, dude, whatever, Hulk Hogan sucks. Like, okay, but there's still a story there to be told. You make the movie that teaches me how to bang Stephanie McMahon, that one I watch. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure I'm watching the Vince McMahon, although I totally would. I'm interested in him. Like, he's an interesting figure for sure. 
And if you put Bradley Cooper in it, you're going to get a lot of eyeballs on it. And maybe then, buddy, maybe that's when you'll get justice for the WWE. Maybe that's when that'll happen. We do have a four-pack of tickets. Let's pass those out right now. That's this Saturday, Canton Civic Center. We'll send you to see the WWE. We'll take all our 25, 1-800-243-7625 on those. And Fantone, yeah. it turns out the TV networks are telling a star, nope, we're not interested. We'll tell you that story next on Rock 106.9. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm sorry. That was poorly, you, buddy. That was poorly timed. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand what happened there. That was poorly. I'm sorry. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. An involuntary thing there. You can't help that. On, uh, on Rock 1069 there. You know, did I have I ever told that that personal piece of rich history of mine? That, spill, uh, spill the beans, bud. That it doesn't happen all the time, but there's this weird thing that happens where sometimes I'll eat and I'll sneeze three times after I eat and then I'm done. It's it's weird. I don't know. We've WebMD'd it and it, it pretty much means I have cancer. There it is. That's what, that's what WebMD says about everything. But I don't know. It's I don't know. It's something about it. Like I, that's not what happened just now. I don't know why that. Happened. Why I took the time to tell you that story either. It's gonna be a regret of today. <laughs> be honest with you. That's <laughs> the one. That's where it's like son of a bitch. This show just fell off the rails. Had I not said that, everything else would have been fine. Perfect. It's been great today. Uh, I kind of want one of those mini um, SNES's uh-huh. Super Nintendo, the, the mini Super Nintendo that it's out now, like because uh-huh. that whole retro thing's big. Um, it turns out the personal computer people are getting uh, into this too. According to Mental Floss, we're getting the C64 okay. Mini, which is the Commodore 64, and you're you're getting a keyboard and then like an old school like an Atari type joystick to come with that, like big old like handle on it, the two buttons, a couple buttons underneath it, the C. 64 Mini, the world's best-selling home computer, they say, reborn with 64 games included in it. I don't know what the game... It doesn't tell me what the games are, though. Yeah, and I guess, you know, really the whole appeal of this... Oh, I'm sorry. You get Impossible Mission, okay, Paradroid, All right. and California Games. That one I do remember. Okay. Um, I think with all these things, you know, whether it's the Nintendo or the Super Nintendo or, or any of it, um, a big part of it is looking like you remember it. And because, you know, one of my buddies was like, I don't know why everyone's getting all these Super Nintendos. It's stupid. My buddy's a video game enthusiast, dude. Like, okay. I mean, lives his life for video games. Um, and he's like, dude, I've modded out every system that I've owned in the past decade plus. And, and have, have all those games. I have 725 Super Nintendo games as opposed to the 30 that come with it. Now, for him, that's probably enough. But I think for most people that aren't necessarily like video game enthusiasts, a big part of it is, is like holding that controller. You know what I mean? Like that's what it is. Like yeah, I could play this on 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 the yeah. Wii, on the Xbox, on the on the on the, on the PlayStation Four. Okay, or whatever. You, you know why I think you're why I think you're right is so Galaga is one of my all time favorite video games. Right, I love that game. Right, and you can download that on any new system. Right, you download it on your phone. Right, you know so what I'm yeah, you play, exactly. You play on your phone. So I have a version of Galaga on my Xbox One. Right, right. But if I go past a Galaga machine, I got to play it. Right. Right. I, like, am I going to go home today and play Galaga? Probably not at all. But if I walk past a machine somewhere today, I got to play it. And that's what those, you know, you see those arcade bars popping up all over the place. Busman's got a pretty decent one going right now on, on, on half of the building right there. Yeah, it does. And I mean, yeah, because I mean, like, there's Mortal Kombat in there. And anytime I go, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm going to put 50 cents in that bitch and play it. Of course I am, because it's the stand up. It's the, dude, I remember this. I remember this yeah. being fun and stuff. I remember it being at the movie theater. Oh, fun and stuff. And, and, and you do, and all 
of a sudden, it, I guess that's, at that's a part of the nostalgia hype that's going on nowadays. Is like it, that that controller. It'll take you back. It feels right in your hands. What I what I said about the original mini Nintendo that they brought out last year. Now I, I would rather, excuse me, rather have the Super Nintendo myself. But why I want it is. I want to hook it up to the TV in my bedroom. That way in the morning, on Saturday morning, wake up, stretch out, like, you know, all right, look at that little Super Mario Bros. real quick before we get the day started. Like, it's not necessarily something I want for, like, hours of entertainment in front of my TV like I was when I was a kid, but yeah, 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there. But I haven't been able to find one in stores. I hear that they are, um, I hear they're still hard to find. Now, Nintendo has said multiple times, like, look, we're sending more to the stores. You're going to be able to find one of these. I have not yet seen one myself. I did have this story about uh, TV networks telling a, a former star no. Okay. We're going to hold off on that. Okay. We'll hold off on that. We'll get into that tomorrow. The long tease right there. The long okay. tease All indeed. Right. All right. The long tease indeed. Um, join me tonight. I'll be hosting Bike Night out at Quaker Steak and Lube. We'll be passing out a Harley Davidson 883 low from Freedom Harley Davidson. We'll be out there uh, myself, I'll be out there from 8 to 10 this evening, but Bike Night starts at 4. We'll see you guys out at uh, Quaker Steak and Lube this evening. Aside from that, done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great day. 